You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're a 415-er, 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game, coming at you twice a week here in the offseason. My partner, my partner, Mark Grandy. My name is Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out on YouTube at the 95.7 The Game channel. Subscribe, download, and rate both while you're there. Mark, we got a lot to get into today. We got to talk about some comments from the general manager, John Lynch, who spoke as we're recording this on Monday earlier today. We also have, of course, our week one of training camp takeaways officially seven days in, even though the pads just came on on Monday. And of course, we'll get to some of Kyle Shanahan's comments and the four quarterback system that apparently the 49ers seem to be employing. But before we do all of that, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's great that the pads are back on. As you as you said, as we're recording this Monday, first day of pads being on, it's exciting. There's a, a ton of talk around this team, which always is is exciting. Of course, now we're getting uh, most of you listening to this. I would imagine on August first, uh, we're we're getting into the month where we actually have some live football. There will be preseason games this month, which is super exciting. Um, and there's just so much to talk about. So I'm I'm fired up. There's so much content coming out of Santa Clara right now. We'll we'll do our best to try to uh, sift through it and and give you only what you really need. Sift through all of the I don't know the the false storylines. All of the uh, that's not that big of a deal. We'll just give you the meat and potatoes. What you really need to know because there's so much stuff coming out of the 49ers in Santa Clara. Um, but we'll narrow it down for you. The 415ers are the place where you just go to get what you need, the biggest stuff, and we got that for you. The necessities, mm-hmm. the bare necessities, to quote the Jungle Book. Um, I'm, I'm just glad personally, Mark, that all of the news that seems to be coming from 49ers training camp is generally positive. Like I, I think that there is some kind of directions mm-hmm. that social media both local as well as national media is kind of steering it, but it's not like a running back is holding out. It's not like even their one holdout right now, Nick (laughs) Bosa is expected to continue to hold out. And there's a situation situation surrounding him. It's not like the owners talking about how a player may or may not be traded and how they may or may not be messing with their contract situation. There are a bunch of, I think positively infused storylines with this team, even though they might not take everyone where they want to go. And that, of course, is because of Kyle Shanahan and the way that he is, at least so far, approaching the quarterbacks 
and the quarterback room because Brock Purdy's back. He's able to throw. He was in pads on Monday, uh, but that means that there's four quarterbacks now taking snaps and reps. And even though not every day that's going to be the case because Brock Purdy will have two days on, a day off, maybe an off day mixed in, um, the trio of Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and now Brandon Allen will be getting opportunities to prove that they belong in the quarterback room. And over the weekend, uh, the San Francisco Chronicles, Eric Branch asked Kyle Shanahan specifically about Brandon Allen, because everyone's kind of wondering, number one, what he was doing in the room in the first place when they signed him, how he can contribute, uh, but also why he's taking so many snaps, it appears at this point, away from the three guys supposedly ahead of him. And here is their, uh, their back and forth. I thought it was interesting. Why are so many snaps going to your number four quarterback? Two of the days, he's the number three quarterback. Right, but I think just overall, we agree. 37 snaps is a decent amount. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you think that is? Based on your previous training camps. Yeah, well, he, he earned him in OTAs. He did a good job in OTAs, and today he was the third quarterback. So he got all the three reps, two of these four practices, which is a good amount. Um, the other guy's been splitting the one and twos, and uh, it'll bump down though when we have four out there more. Combative Kyle is back. <laughs> Mark, what would you make of the uh, the interaction there over the weekend? Uh, well, Eric Branch is spot on the money. Um, it's the question that has to be asked. Uh, and it, it seems like a lot of times Eric Branch is the guy that asks these questions. So first of all, credit to Eric Branch uh, for asking it and following up and sticking to his question because you could tell Kyle was a little ticked off that he was being asked that question and Eric Branch didn't shy away. Um it's it's interesting because this is out of the ordinary. How often across any camp, let alone Kyle Shanahan's past camps, does a fourth string quarterback get this much run? Not just uh, in terms of the number of reps or snaps that they're taking on the practice field, um, but how many times has Kyle Shanahan brought up Brandon Allen, even when the question wasn't about Brandon Allen? I remember at least two times. When does that happen for any other fourth string quarterback uh, in this entire league, it, it really doesn't happen all that often. So what does this mean? It means for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan is interested to learn more and to see what Brandon Allen has, where this really becomes, I'm not sure if an, an issue is the right word because Shanahan knows what he's doing and, and he's not actively trying to to hurt anyone or, or to, uh, I don't know, kill the development of any singular person player but what happens when you do that when you're giving a lot more reps to your fourth string quarterback than normal and and remember Brock Purdy was the third string last year he didn't get nearly this number of reps and Brandon Allen is the fourth string so this is out of the ordinary but what happens then when you do give more reps than normal to your fourth string guy it takes away from others not saying that that Sam Darnold deserves more reps not saying that Trey Lance necessarily deserves more reps but when you say out of one side of your mouth that Trey Lance simply needs to play which has been the message from both John Lynch and from Kyle Shanahan really all offseason long and then on the other side you come out and say and give Brandon Allen your fourth string quarterback more reps you're going to raise some flags. That is not normal. It is strange. And I, I don't know how you feel, but the, the most logical takeaway, at least that, that I can glean from all of this, Evan, is simply the 49ers don't really believe that much in Trey Lance. 
And as a result, they want to see what they have in their other quarterbacks because for whatever reason, they might not feel comfortable if Trey Lance has to actually take snaps at quarterback for them this year in the regular season. If you feel that way, okay, this makes sense. You want to know what else you have at the quarterback spot. But it just is really hard for me to believe that Brandon Allen, a career journeyman, uh, is someone who you might believe and trust in more than the guy that you hand-selected just a couple of years ago and picked number three overall. I think you can interpret this a few ways as it applies to both Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Because if you are an avid supporter of Trey Lance, well then, yes, everything you said, I, I agree with. He should be getting more opportunity or every opportunity you know that he's um, going to throw his way. He should try and maximize and I think he's done that so far. By the way, it was noted that on Monday, Trey Lance had reportedly the best day of any quarterback mm-hmm. in his 18 snaps that were split evenly with Sam Darnold as far as the second team. Uh, Brock Purdy got every first team rep on Monday, and then Brennan Allen got seven of the third string snaps. Although I think three of them were passes, so the majority of them were runs. But however you take it, Brennan Allen's gotten 44 snaps in training camp so far through these five days. That's a lot for a fourth-string quarterback. If you are a Sam Darnold fan, I don't know how many of them are out there, <laughs> but Sam Darnold's learning a brand-new playbook, and those snaps are also valuable for him. So if that's going to be potentially your backup quarterback or someone that you might expect to play at some point this year, whether he's two or three, well, then you're also, in a way, kind of hurting your second contingency plan by giving Allen those snaps because they are very valuable. Kyle Shanahan has discussed the value of practice. And like you mentioned, Brock Purdy maximized his opportunities last year with far less chances than Allen is currently getting, which leads me to kind of the next conclusion that I have, which is maybe this is the Brock Purdy effect. The fact that Kyle Shanahan at this point last year did not know what he had in Brock Purdy. And yet every single time that he was given a chance it made Kyle Shanahan open his eyes to the point where he told Nate Sudfeld again a guaranteed contract to kick rocks and then felt even more comfortable, as did the rest of the team, it sounded like, when Brock Purdy was thrust into action because they had already seen it on the practice field. And so maybe Kyle Shanahan is trying to give Brennan Allen the opportunity to prove that, in fact, he does belong. I think it's a little far-fetched. But the other side that I see in this is, At the end of the day, I think Kyle Shanahan is trying to push both Trey Lance and Sam Darnold by giving Brennan Allen opportunities and saying, this is, whether you think it's an open competition or not, this guy is going to be in the mix, and you better prove to me in the few opportunities that you do get that are now lessened by a fourth man in the room that you deserve to have them. So it really depends on how you interpret kind of the actions of Kyle Shanahan to me, Mark, but both for Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, This is detrimental no matter who you're a fan of. Yeah, no, it is. I would argue when it comes to Sam Darnold, yes, he's new in the system. Trey Lance is entering his third year. Of course, this is Sam Darnold's first year here. Uh, Trey Lance obviously has the leg up in terms of uh, understanding exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants out of his quarterbacks and and the intricacies of the system and, and probably knows the playbook, of course, much better than Sam Darnold does. Sam Darnold obviously has the advantage of being a multi-year starter in this league and has gone through multiple training camps as the starter, has taken just about every single first-team rep uh, in training camp at his previous stops. 
maybe not so in Carolina, but certainly with the New York Jets. Um, and, and this is a step back for him. You're right. But his experience, I think, while at least on the field in the regular season has been relatively lackluster, it's still something I think that he can fall back on and lean on in, in moments like this. I don't really buy the, I don't, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm c- trying to paraphrase what you said. I don't really buy the, I don't know, the, the motivating tool that this could be from Kyle Shanahan to to Trey Lance. I don't think this is a, a situation where someone like Trey Lance needs the tough love. Uh, Trey Lance has been through incredibly difficult situations already in his career. I mean, you, you think back to everything he's been through and his career has just been destined for failure. I mean, think back to the COVID year when he was in college, he had a fantastic season, um, and then COVID hit and he wasn't really able to play again. That one collegiate year at FCS, North Dakota state is the last football season he's really played and that was what four years ago now and and then you you think back to his rookie year when he got hurt in a spot start early in the season he had the nagging injury throughout the offseason last year and then of course now he breaks his ankle a season ago when he's finally going to be the team starter and and now he's thrust into this position where he's going to be at best the backup to a last year's Mr. Irrelevant and suddenly Kyle Shanahan says, hey, I need you to get your ass into gear. We're going to give some some snaps to this fourth string guy and see if you can take advantage of it. No, I don't buy it. This is a situation where Kyle Shanahan, if he still believes in Trey Lance, I'm not saying he should baby him and, and give him more than he deserves. But if he's trying to to motivate Trey Lance in this way, I, I just don't. I, I can't possibly see how that would be beneficial. Maybe it's it's what's in his in his mind, but I, I see that as the exact opposite of what Trey Lance needs. If the goal again is to see if this guy is is actually good and could help your franchise in the future, I, I don't know if that's right. Now the caveat is maybe the 49ers already believe that he's not that guy. So so who the hell cares moving forward? Well, look. Uh, number one, I, I wouldn't describe Trey Lance's career at all as destined for failure. I would call it more so unfortunate uh, the way that things have panned out. It's not his fault he was drafted third overall. If he plays a full season in college, he might not be taken in the first round. Who knows? But back to the point about motivating factors. This would not be the first time that Kyle Shanahan has had a player that we have felt unfairly put in a doghouse about. And that player before was Brandon Ayuk. All we talked about heading into 2022 was how Brandon Ayuk had not been able to do this and not been able to do that. And in 2021 was in the doghouse of Kyle Shanahan. And how did he respond? Like a dog. Because he is now to the point where everyone has unequivocally said he's the most impressive player in camp. We expect big things from Brandon Ayuk. And that's on him, yes. But... Kyle Shanahan did what he could to motivate one of his star players. They're in very different situations, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for in addition to the rest of the factors that are at hand for Kyle Shanahan to also try and play some mind games to extract the best out of a quarterback that he doesn't have a whole lot of time left 
based on his contract situation to figure out if this kid can do it. If Trey Lance's mental makeup is his greatest asset, which is all we can really base him off of at this point, well, then motivating should not be an issue. And so at this point, it's sink or swim. He is, by Kyle Shanahan's actions, by giving reps to Brandon Allen, by splitting reps with Sam Darnold, by bringing those two guys in the quarterback room in general, he is, to me, in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. And you got to get out one way or another, and it can either be up or it can be down. Ayuk showed you what happens if you go up. We've seen a lot of players go the opposite direction. So I'm not saying it's all up to Trey Lance, but if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're going to throw anything at the wall and see if it can stick. I, I get trying uh, different strategies, maybe things that are outside of the box a little bit. I just don't see how that answer uh, gets you closer. or That answer helps you in with this specific problem. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was a guy who had a lot of success as a rookie and was going to be this team's one of the team's starting wide receivers, and that didn't really change. And then there was, you know, the, the reports that wasn't, you know, giving his all in practice and, and all of that, and, and that's what resulted in, in being in the doghouse. My question would be, what has Trey Lance done to deserve being in the doghouse? Breaking his ankle? I mean, wh- this guy hasn't really had a, a fair chance to to prove good or bad what he is. Maybe Kyle Shanahan is convinced solely on what they see on the practice field alone. I don't know, but I I think those situations are entirely different because by all reports, what they're telling us, Trey Lance is uh, one of the hardest workers. One of of the more, uh, I don't know, reliable guys in terms of in the locker room, on the practice field, working in that regard. I don't see how this is something that could help him you say on one side he needs all of the reps all of the opportunities he can get and then what you end up doing is taking those reps away I get that it could be motivating I just don't see how that's the solution at this stage of the guy's career I mean nothing else has worked at this point so I guess he's got to try whatever he can when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out on YouTube and the 95.7 The Game channel and subscribe while you're there. Uh, Well, this takes us into our next place, Mark, which is John Lynch's comments from earlier on Monday discussing specifically Trey Lance and kind of the things that it sounds like that you're frustrated with, which is people talking about how Trey Lance needs more opportunity, but then not being given all of the opportunity or not being gifted the opportunity. And let's just hear what John Lynch had to say. He'll continue to earn these opportunities and he'll have plenty to show who he is. Um, He can't get enough. There's no doubt about that. But we've got guys who've earned them. And the, the most important thing, I think back to Brock this time last year, he was only getting about three, four a day. He made them count, you know, and when you make them count, you get more. And so I think everybody understands that we've got a really good group. Um, I like the way that group is progressing and uh, really believe 
especially with Brock and the build-up program, there's going to be days where he's not out. There's going to be ample opportunities for each of these guys to show who they are. And it will even get better as we start getting into pads and then the next step, playing preseason games, preparing for opponents and all that. So there you go. I mean, he's talking about how uh, Trey Lance can't get enough, but guys have also earned those reps too. So, you know, who is he talking about? He's talking about Sam Darnold. It sounds like Brandon Allen. Yeah, no, 100%. He says Trey Lance can't get enough of the snaps. There's no doubt about that, but we've got guys who've earned them. And those other two guys, I mean, obviously the obvious one is Brock Purdy has earned the number one reps. And then the other two guys is, you know, Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen, as you said. And that's not even a guess. I mean, we know that what Kyle Shanahan has said about those two guys comparing the arc, uh, the trajectory of of, uh, Sam Darnold's career to Steve Young, a Hall of Fame quarterback, not saying that he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but just laying that out. Steve Young had a really slow start to his career with a bad stop in Tampa. Sam Darnold had a bad stop in New York and another bad one. Uh, in Carolina. Why can't he turn it around? He has that potential is what Shanahan said about Sam Darnold. Shanahan has brought up Brandon Allen off the cuff multiple times saying, quote, he's earned these reps. What he did in OTAs, he has earned all of these reps. So we know exactly what John Lynch is talking about here. Um, and, And this is exactly what I'm talking about. You say that he can't get enough. There's no doubt about that. That is a direct quote. He can't get enough, meaning Trey Lance can't get enough snaps, enough reps. There's no doubt about that, but we've got guys who've earned them. So, I mean, I guess my question would be to you, Evan, as John Lynch would go on to say later, there's going to be ample opportunities for each of these guys to show who they are. Um, Do you believe that? The, The reps that Trey Lance is getting, the reps that Sam Darnold is getting, the reps that Brandon Allen is getting, Is that enough for the 49ers to make a fair evaluation on these players? I thought an interesting choice of words was um, John Lynch saying, again, ample opportunities for each of these guys to show who they are. Essentially, we are using these to figure out what kind of player you are. It wasn't a, a Trey Lance. He's using these opportunities to progress and to continue to get better. It was he's using these snaps so we can figure out exactly the kind of player you are. Maybe it's enough to determine that, Evan. I just don't think it's enough to continue to progress and to improve all that much. Maybe that's just where the Ford and Enters are at this point. Um, but I don't know. I, I This just seems to go against everything else the 49ers have said uh, from from what they want to see out of Trey Lance and how they want to see him progress this offseason. So you sound like you're stuck between the actions and the words. What what was your question again? So the, the question is John Lynch saying these guys are going to have ample opportunity for each of these guys to show who they are. Do you believe that? Do you believe that these three other guys, and I'm, I mean specifically Trey Lance, is he getting enough for us, for the 49ers, to learn who he is? Do, do we still need more at this point? Because I feel like I need more. I mean, yeah, you can never have enough. But like at some point, the snaps run out, the reps run out. I wonder how they're going to kind of divvy up this series during preseason games because I personally don't think that Brock Purdy is going to see much time in preseason, if at all. So maybe that's what he's talking about, ample time in game. 
ample time in joint practices, those are the valuable reps in which you see them go up against other competition. So that remains to be seen. But like, I, I just, I don't know what people want. Like, I would love to see Trey Lance succeed, but he's already missed essentially two years. So you can't just make up that time by giving him every single snap. And from what it appears, he's responded well to that because on Monday, he had a great training camp. He had a great practice in full pads, looked like the best quarterback out there, and is now basically at a position where he has to, in John Lynch's words, stack days. And I imagine if he continues to do that, he will be given more opportunity if it's earned. So we're responding to, yes, the first five days is a Brandon Allen getting 44 snaps, and that's taken away from Trey Lance. But what if indeed that is what Trey Lance responds to? What if Trey Lance continues to grow and get better? Are people still going to be mad because there's not enough snaps going his way? Even like I just don't think there will ever be enough for, for Trey Lance stands to feel comfortable with the opportunities that he has not been given already or that have been taken and stripped from him due to injury. You can't make up lost time. And I don't think the 49ers are doing him at this point a huge disservice by not getting him along with Sam Darnold, who also could be the backup quarterback. Like, I, I don't I don't think they're doing them wrong at this point. I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I guess my question would then be, what is the end game here for the 49ers? I think the end game is relatively simple it's you want to have the your, your three best quarterbacks on your roster but the question obviously becomes what three are those and based on what we've seen at least so far Evan I don't know it seems fairly obvious that the 49ers aren't convinced who those three are it seems pretty clear uh, very clear Brock Purdy is the number one uh, at this point, unless there's some setback to, to Brock Purdy's elbow. And by the way, Cleveland Farrell apparently on today, on Monday, as we're recording this, apparently uh, contacted uh, Brock Purdy's throwing elbow during his throwing motion. And everyone at Niners camp was very scared for a second because it, it almost looked like a replay of how he hurt his elbow in the first place. He did pass that test and he's okay. But if there is any sort of uh, setback, seems to be the only way that Brock Purdy isn't this team starting quarterback week one and beyond who is the two and the three behind him if you were asking me that a month ago I would have very easily said okay well some order of Trey Lance and Sam Darnold but the way that they're treating um the way that they're treating Brandon Allen now this isn't me saying that I think they're wrong obviously they know what they're talking about but it seems like he's he's close to one level footing with these other guys Brandon Allen that is it I don't it, it's just absolutely wild that this is the, where this conversation is going Evan because I, I know that Trey Lance is getting more reps than Brandon Allen I, I know like that over twice as many but everything that the 49ers are normally your fourth string quarterback has is is absolutely like nowhere near this level of uh, importance, involvement, discussion on any team. And you have a, the third overall pick in the draft that I know we need to just forget about where he was drafted because at this point it, it holds absolutely no weight in this conversation. 
But the fact that this is where the conversation is heading, and it seems like there is a legitimate um, opportunity for Brandon Allen to be on this roster, potentially ahead of Trey Lance, it, it it's absolutely wild. And I'm not saying, again, that the 49ers are wrong in going about it this way. I just think everything that they're doing, their actions are telling you that they just simply don't have much faith at all in Trey Lance. And it seems like you're, you're we're getting towards a point where they'll be, again, listening to offers for him. It This isn't me saying that I, I think they're handling this situation wrong because if Trey Lance is indeed just simply not that good of a quarterback, then this is how you should be doing it. It's just, it's hard for me to believe that that is where we're at at this point, considering everything that we have been through with this guy and everything they have said about Trey Lance before about a month ago. I think they're in a position where from everything we have read, from what we've seen, from what I know you guys went down for a day to training camp and witnessed, Trey Lance is performing at about the same level as Sam Darnold. I believe Trey Lance has a higher ceiling than Sam Darnold. I don't see Brandon Allen as a threat to either of those guys. If Brock Purdy is ready to go week one, I don't believe that Brandon Allen will be on the 53-man roster. I What I believe is what you kind of touched on at the top of your, um, you know, your, your, your spiel, which was if Brock Purdy gets hurt, then you need three quarterbacks. And I just think that last season, because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have referenced the NFC Championship multiple times throughout this offseason, even in a training camp, they are a product of their experiences. And if you get a guy that is hurt and his elbow maintains instability, then you need three quarterbacks because you needed four last year. So I just feel like Brennan Allen is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate backup plan at this point. And if he's not needed, he won't be around. Like, I know that doesn't affect Trey Lance having less or more reps than Sam Darnold, and they're probably they're jockeying back and forth for the backup quarterback position. But I, I don't look at Brennan Allen's presence as being, you know, an, an ultimate indictment on the rest of the guys. I just look at Kyle Shanahan as being afraid of last year happening all over again, but at the beginning of the season as opposed to the very end. Okay, well, then this is was another fun question that's been thrown out a number of times and I know Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were asked it I'll ask you you think the 49ers carry four quarterbacks on their 53-man roster to start the hell season no hell no yeah, of course not. hell no like absolutely not and I know they didn't say that explicitly but no that is no that is not going to happen you okay. can't you, you can't do that no, I am, I am 100% in agreement with you. Then the conversation is which man is left out. I know the way how how you feel. You think it's Brandon Allen because he's he's not a threat even with the, the reps that he's getting right now. That's fair. I think I would still handicap it um, that way myself right now if, if I had to. But you also start thinking about the 49ers bringing Brandon Allen in for a salary um, relatively similar to most QB3s around the league, based on what Shanahan has said about Sam Darnold, again, comparing him to Steve Young, saying he's one of the most talented throwers of the football, not just that he has had, but this entire San Francisco 49ers organization has had. It seems 
to me that Sam Darnold is a lock to make the roster, not saying that he's a lock to be the number two or anything like that, but it seems to me like he's a lock to make the roster. Obviously, Brock Purdy is a lock to make the roster. All I'm saying is the what I am hearing and what I am seeing coming out of Santa Clara from uh, Brandon Allen's snaps to Kyle Shanahan's comments about both Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen and to Trey Lance's um, relative frustration. And you can hear it in, in, in what he says and how he talks. Uh, and I know he had a fantastic day on Monday, was the best quarterback out there. Still, based on everything that I am hearing, that I am seeing, that I am witnessing, my gut feeling is he's not making this roster because the Niners are going to try to trade him. That's my gut feeling. And it was reported from Mike Silver, the FCF Chronicle, that the best offer that they got was a fifth-round pick this offseason, yep. which is why he's still on the team. Yep. And it's why I expect him to continue to be on the team. All right, you, you want to make a bet? Let's make a bet. All right, 53-man roster, week one, September 10th, 2023, opener at Pittsburgh. Three quarterbacks. I'll take Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. You want Brandon Allen? Sure. I'll take Brandon Allen as my three. And Sam Darnold or Trey Sam, Lance? Sam Darnold is the two. Okay, we can revisit this. Mark does not believe <laughs> Trey Lance is going to be on the roster week one. I do. And that is that. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Please download the Odyssey app. Download, rate, subscribe to us there. Uh, we're coming at you twice a week. I don't know. We'll start revving up to three episodes once the preseason gets underway. And uh, that's upcoming soon, early in August. And they have three preseason games along with a joint practice against the Las Vegas Raiders. So looking forward to getting into that. Um, Mark, got to wrap up with some of kind of just overall takeaways from week one of training camp. Uh, if you want to continue to get into the, the quarterbacks, I'm very happy to. Um, but uh, kind of what did you take away from the first, well, let's say, five days of practice? Uh, well, it's something that you said, I forget exactly when, but earlier on the episode, um, Brandon Ayuk is the star of 49ers camp. Uh, and it, it does feel a little bit wrong saying that after just one uh, fully padded practice. And I, and I know that was the case that, that people were calling him the star of Niners camp even before Monday today, as we're recording this here Monday evening. Um, that I think is like the second major storyline so far after all the quarterback news, Brandon Ayuk looks like he is a superstar uh, in the making. And I, I find it interesting because it's not like he's going to put up superstar numbers, even if he is one of the, the best wide receivers in the league, just simply because of the way the Ford Danners offense has struggled or pardon me is, is set up. Um, but him being this this guy who's taken a gigantic step forward, who continues to progress, uh, is is the biggest storyline for me. There are others, including the, the Nick Bosa contract situation, which we can get into in a little bit. Um, but Brandon Ayuk being a, a budding superstar, Evan, I think takes the cake for me. Uh, it's something that we both, I think, kind of saw coming, not necessarily him putting up incredible numbers, but you could both, we could both see the writing on the wall uh, that this was a motivated Brandon Ayuk heading into this training camp. And uh, at least up to this point, he's passed these early tests with flying colors because you talk a lot about Trey Lance having a good day today on Monday at practice. 
Um, he hadn't really been targeting Brandon Ayuk much before then because he hasn't been getting a lot of first team reps. Um, but whoever's throwing to Trey, or pardon me, whoever's throwing to Brandon Ayuk is having a really, really good time of it because he's catching absolutely everything thrown his way. Yeah, I think he had what five catches on Sunday, and four of them were touchdowns. <laughs> uh, three of them, by the way, from Sam Darnold. So that might be helping him if he's getting those opportunities with Brandon Ayuk. No, I'm with you. And it's something that we've come to expect now, beginning with last training camp. I know Brandon Ayuk came out with his hair on fire last off season and proved it with his work ethic off the field. And then of course the production and results on the field. So that that's absolutely one. Um, to me, I, I kind of look, it shouldn't come as a surprise that the defense has performed well. Uh, but I am always curious to see how a defensive coordinator that, is in a, as unique situation as Steve Wilkes is kind of assimilates and also is able to bring his own flair. And from what we can tell Mark, uh, Steve Wilkes is not playing around when he's talking about blitzing and bringing yeah. a heavy amount of extra defenders because the report was that it's instead of, you know, just kind of like third down situations, which was when D'Amico Ryan's would generally dial up a blitz in training camp. It, the reports are like every other play that Steve Wilkes is bringing pressure from some different direction. And one guy in particular who I know you're high on Jair Brown has mm. found his way onto the field and not even in a situation where like you talked about, he's usurping Sean Gibson. They're using a lot of three safety sets. And so they're trying to maximize his skill set, use his speed coverage skills. And maybe this defense does look a little more, different than we expected despite having such incredible players by the way the defensive line has also been very good drake jackson looks outstanding he had a great monday uh javon kinlaw had a great monday both of them had sacks on day five and now it's also about stacking days for both of those players um but they're doing all of this all of this without the best defensive player in football nick bosa who would be my other takeaway not necessarily something that is troublesome but first day of pads i know was kind of a marking point for a lot of people because debo samuel signed his contract extension the 31st of july nick bosa obviously obviously has not by the time we've entered august the 49ers according to john lynch have chosen not to fine him the forty thousand dollars per day that they could if they wanted to but he did mention some offhand comment that was along the lines of well you know we're not we're in a position where we don't have to do that which made me think, well, if you were in a position to do that, would you charge Nick Bosa $40,000? But neither here nor there. Um, but I guess it's a little more eyebrow-raising than we expected, just because I think a lot of people assumed he would have inked his re record-setting deal by now. Yeah, I always set, like, right around now is kind of the, the over-under point. We're recording this July 31st, and, and you're right, up to this point, it hasn't happened just yet. It's not a big deal if it happens in a week. It's, it's still really not that big of a deal if it happens in two weeks. I think Nick Bosa is the kind of player, the kind of athlete who is staying ready on his own. And yeah, you you always love those live reps against your teammates to help get you ready for game action. Um, but it would seem to me, at least, Evan, I don't know, maybe you disagree, that Nick Bosa is the kind of guy who needs a month-long training camp, a little less than than most other players. So I'm really not that worried about it at all. I have stood by the fact that it's, it's just a question of when, not if, it's going to happen. Uh, and I know a couple of, of comments from John Lynch. I know 
last week. He even said something along the lines of this is a little more of a complex deal, complex situation than some of our past extensions around this time of year. Those things have those comments have raised some eyebrows just a little bit. Um, but it he's also said he's he's qualified all of those statements with saying, but I'm not worried about it at all. We're going to get it done. I have the utmost confidence in that. So I'll just, you know, fall in lockstep with John Lynch, not worried about it at all. But you're right. It has been impressive the way the defense has performed in training camp without him. I'm a little less, um, I don't know, I, I worry a little bit less about this unit versus that unit in training camp. I tend to focus a little more individually a couple of names you brought up, Drake Jackson and Javon Kinlaw. I know Kinlaw on Monday dominated uh, some one-on-one on one drills against some backups, including John Feliciano, a reserve lineman they brought in from the, uh, I think from the Giants last year. He's been with the Giants before. Uh, he dominated those, and then he went up against some starters, Jake Brendel and Spencer Burford, and got beat but still a step forward for Javon Kinlaw there. And then Drake Jackson over the weekend had an incredible rep where he was kind of forced into a really bad situation and he was tasked with sticking with a running back coming out of the backfield. I think it might've been Elijah Mitchell running out of the backfield and he stayed step for step with him down uh, the middle part of the field. And as the throw came in, managed to, to knock it away. So uh, Drake Jackson, he's, He's lost some weight. He seems quicker. Uh, and the fact that he's able to stick with a, a running back like that stood out to me as well. So I'm I'm with you in that regard. Less from a unit perspective, but more from an individual perspective. Those two, and I would say specifically Drake Jackson, have stood out. And if he kind of separates himself from the other potential starters at that edge rusher spot, suddenly you're looking at uh, a, a lesser – Obviously, nowhere near on the Nick Bosa level, but you, you view that spot as less of a weakness and more of just the weakest of four total really good players. So his development, I think, is key because it gives offensive lines uh, less of a place to maybe slack off of because you have so much talent elsewhere. Yeah, also one name that we haven't heard a whole lot about, which in my mind is an endorsement, is Colton McKivitz. I feel like people would be very quick to jump on him and we would be hearing some things about Colt McKivitz is if he was not performing well. I think he gave up a sack on Monday, uh, but was pretty dominant. I read that he was the only lineman not to give up a sack in one-on-one -on -one drills on Monday. So the fact that Colt McKivitz is flying under the radar is a good sign to me. Uh, one last thing about the Bosa holdout. I'm not worried about it, but one reason I do believe that this is going to go on a bit longer than people expect, even more so than it probably already has, is because uh, he's not the first Bosa to hold out. Now, it was a different situation, but Joey Bosa held out for a little over a month before his rookie season, and you could chalk that up to the negligence of the Chargers at the time and kind of the way they tried to structure his contract. Uh, but the Bosas, along with their father, John, of course, his NFL experience, um, are not going to do anything less than the best thing for them. And so I think when John Lynch talks about the complexity of this deal, number one, he's speaking to the fact that it's going to be a record-setting deal. And anytime you're trying to figure out how much more you're going to be paid 
than the next highest paid person, well, then you're probably going to jostle back and forth. There's going to be some haggling, some negotiation, trying to find a middle ground. But also the fact that this is a legacy family and one that understands the business side of the NFL as well as the on-field side and has been productive at both has been more than productive in the case of Nick Bosa. Yeah. Um, that's Those are some of the factors why I believe that this is going to take a bit longer. Yeah. No, I understand that as well. Those are good points. Uh, one other thing I think that deserves a quick shout-out before we do wrap up. This will be very quick. Um, Jake Moody, rookie kicker, drilled a 55-yard field goal on Monday's practice. Uh, I know he's been splitting reps similar to how like Trey Lance and Sam Darnold have. Uh, he's been splitting reps with Zane Gonzalez, uh, but Jake Moody delivered a 55-yard field goal. We haven't really heard a lot about him either. Uh, like you said about Colton Akivitz, I think that's probably good news. If you're hearing about your team's projected starting kicker, it's generally bad news. Uh, so Jake Moody flying under the radar a little bit, which I think is is good news for a young kicker. And that'll wrap it up for this episode of the 415ers. We'll be back on Thursday for your second episode of the week, coming at you twice a week here in the training camp portion of the beginning of the NFL season. We'll switch up to three episodes when the preseason games kick off, but that has been this episode of the 415ers from Mark Granny. My name is Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app, rate, subscribe to us there. Check us out on the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Like and subscribe if you're there as well. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time.